0: Passage comes from 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 4 through 20. It's on the screen. On the day with Cana sacrificed, he would give portion to his wife, Anana, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, though the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival used to provoke her severely to irritate her because the Lord has closed her womb. So it went on year by year. As tonight, as she went up to the house of the Lord, she used to provoke her. Therefore, Hannah wept and would not eat. Her husband, Elkanah, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart Am I mean, not more to you than 10 sons? After they had eaten and drunk as Shiloh, Hannah rose and presented herself before the Lord. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. She made this vow, O Lord of hosts, if only you will look on the misery of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give to you your servant a male child, then I will set him before you as your Nazarite until the day of his death. She shall drink neither wine nor intoxicants, and no razor shall touch his head. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli saw she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you make a drunken spectacle of yourself? Put away your wine. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I'm a woman deeply troubled. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. But I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation all this time. Then Eli the answered, Go in peace. The God of Israel grant the petition you have made to him. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your sight. Then the woman went to her quarters, ate and drank with her husband, and her countenance was sad no longer. They rose all in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and they went back to their house, Ramah. Elkanah knew his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel first. She said, I have asked him of the Lord. The word of god for the people of god thanks be to god all right god is good all right all right so you remember that i i asked you i really want to looking forward to hearing your real voice with energy and you did it in the beginning of this worship all right let's try one more time god is good all the time, good. we are also good. good. awesome. I hope you can keep this vibe and energy. So, this is a collecting box of puzzle pieces for Edgewater, right? And it's been already three weeks since we started our sermon series, a piece of puzzle, right? And I collected puzzle pieces to complete the beautiful picture of our community. And you can find the puzzle pieces from here on the stage. There's a puzzle mat. Uh, I'm counting. It's pretty easy to count it. Now we have six pieces. All right, collecting puzzle pieces is not in my official job description, but it is the most important Sunday task for me because I don't want to lose any of the puzzle pieces that have been opened. As I preached before, transparency and honesty are keys for building of the community. Every Sunday afternoon, I'll count the number of puzzle pieces that have been offered with an anxious mind. Oh, we have more puzzle pieces than last week. Now we have six. Hopefully after today, we may have more than this. But can we collect all the puzzle pieces? Can we complete this beautiful picture of a community as I preached? The even pastor is struggling with what they preach. I've been trying to see it through the eyes of abundance, but sometimes my brain is working the opposite way. And in a moment, I may be captured by anxiety. Anxiety has been a major emotion and feeling that we may have experienced last 20 months. And we've also tried to find the ways to resolve it. For this case of collecting the positive pieces, how can I resolve this anxiety issue? I'm asking you, how can I resolve this anxiety issue with collecting positive pieces? And for online community members, please let me know if you have a really good idea for this. How about you? Do you have any suggestions? All right, Pastor Chan, why don't you try it this way? All right, how about this? Do I need to throw away the whole box of puzzle pieces since it caused my anxiety? How does that sound? No. All right, I can hear a voice clearly. sissy. Then how about this? Uh, how about asking our worship leader, Greg, to collect them instead of me? Oh, good. <laughs> but I can see the gray. Is not happy with this idea. As we all know, its solution would cause another issue of anxiety. As a pastor, as your spiritual guide, my suggestion is to find a solid foundation that can hold you and sustain you in the midst of this shaky and anxious world. Today we are going to talk about one of this solid foundation that can encourage us to move toward and move forward boldly as Hannah did, and God does remember us. God does remember. This is a confirmation of God's grace, and that will be our solid foundation that we are going to talk about this morning. While we are following her story, Hannah's story, we will learn how she found and come from this grace of God in the midst of misery, and that we can offer our whole self to God boldly through our prayers and tears, even our honest emotion, that can be bitterness. And I hope this message encourages you to bring your own positive peace to God as your response to God's grace. Amen. Last two weeks, we have talked about various giving and offering stories, especially the small pieces were given and became the key for God's abundance and Mary's oil. The anointed Jesus field represent the act of abundant love, and which is a good, good practice for us to give a different value than the view of the world. And the five loaves and two fish, there was a seed of miracle of feeding five thousand. Do you remember that story, right? And it shows the importance to see through the eyes of abundance. These stories are meaningful because it breaks our assumption of giving that comes out of leftover in general and shows a value that can be buried in situation. If you're familiar with today's passage, especially the story of verse of Samuel, you may think Samuel can be a, a center of this offering story, right? Since the whole chapter one is titled as Samuel's birth and dedication, it could be one of offering story that we can think about today. However, there are many people who doesn't like this story, doesn't like this story of Samuel's birth and dedication because they were in Samuel's position and situation who was offered to God without knowing they were offered. You might be surprised how many seminary students begin their whole story by referring to this passage. They were offered to God before they, they're knowing about God. But still, Samuel's verse and dedication is a rich and meaningful story of offering in different perspective. For this view, we need to invite Hannah, who is Samuel's mom, to the center stage. So this morning, we are going to talk of Hannah rather than Samuel. The dedication of Samuel was an important offering because it is a fulfillment of promise to God. She promised to God, I'm going to offer my son to you if you give me. But I'd like to highlight another offering that brought to God before his birth. It's Hannah's prayer. Here and bitterness there were the most honest gift to God. Let's say why Hannah did offer this gift to God. Today's passage begins with a painful and hurtful description about Hannah. The Lord had closed her womb. In this era, wives were valued when they bore children. So it's not only a personal pain or hurt, but it also caused a social isolation and discrimination for Hannah. We may argue in God's goodness and intention on this phrase, right? Even some people wish to conclude that it's God's plan for her and Samuel. No, I can say no. It won't be God's purpose or intention because God is love and God is good. God never uses one's pain and suffering for another purpose. It's a sort of temptation to move away from the harsh by ignoring its reality. We need to read this phrase as it is, the Lord had closed her womb. And it caused a pain and hurt to Hannah. We need to read this phrase as it is, but with compassion as God did for Hannah. That will be a totally different attitude and way to read this passage. And we need to face our own hardship and difficulty as it is, but in hope of God's grace. For Hannah, it was a repeated pain and trauma. Every year when she visited Shiloh to offer the sacrifice, the pain of her childlessness revisited and fe- pierced her heart. While Peninnah, who was another wife of Elkanah, and her sons and daughters took their portions, Hannah only received her portion that definitely smaller than any others in the family. Even though her husband gave her a double portion, it cannot be compared with others, right? And rather, it caused another conflict with them. This repeated pain and trauma couldn't be healed by any compensation because it's not visible. It's not touchable by anybody. Hannah's husband did a good try to, for comforting her by saying, Am I not more to you than 10 sons? What do you think? What do you think about her, his, his trying, his saying, his words? Here is a good lesson for all who are looking for a key for a good relationship. You need to put your partner to the center rather than yourself. Elkanah should have said like this, Hannah, you are worth more than 10 sons to me. It sounds pretty good, right? Please try this to your partner and let me know how it works. I already tried it while I was preparing this message to my wife. Bianca, she loved it. Oh, right. It sounds much better. Again, she was in miserable moment when she visited Shiloh, where the house of the Lord. She was isolated in society and mistreated by her wife. There was no one understood her. Then she did the only thing that she was able to do in the moment. From verse 10, she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. This is her offering to God. Prayer, fear, and bitterness. She offered a prayer. She didn't forget who God is. Even though God closed her own. She didn't forget who God is. so she shouted out to God and called out God, Lord Almighty. She knew that God is the only one who can comfort her and save her from this pain and trauma. So she came before God and offered. She offered her tear and bitterness. She didn't hide or avoid her feeling and emotion. She brought to God everything, her full self, even her bitterness. It is only possible because she trusts in God, God's grace and goodness. She didn't hide her, her tear because she knew that God will wipe away her tears. She didn't ignore her bitterness because she knew that God will turn it into joy and gratitude. Hannah boldly offered her whole self to God, and it was her peace of mind. Later, this passage we can find that Hannah gave, gave birth to a son and named Samuel, which is a similar sound. The Hebrew for answered prayer and wiped away the tears and filled her with joy and gratitude. And then she offered her son Samuel again to God as she promised. Wait a minute. It's not easy to understand because technically she may lose her son again. Does she go back to her pain and misery? then we need to read the passage closely because there is a reason why she was able to offer Samuel to God. It's from verse 19. The Lord remembered her. Before the story of dedication, there is a very clear clear statements, clear reason of her dedication. God remembered her. It's a confirmation of God's grace. And the birth of Samuel is a natural result from God's grace. And on this solid foundation, she was able to move forward to the new hopeful future that is not bounded her status or circumstances, but fully leaning on God's grace. Because she knew that God does remember her. And it is also true for us, God does remember us. So do not be afraid of offering your whole self, including your hurt and bitterness. This piece of offering will transform our future from bitterness to hope, from tears to joy and gratitude, and God's grace will be upon us all the time. Amen? Here is another confession. It was pretty hard to prepare today's message. I couldn't finish up until last night because of the news that I heard last Friday. I couldn't believe what I saw from the new news headline. high now's verdict, not guilty on all counts. Rittenhouse who shot and killed two people, now she is free. man. It shows the failure of our legal system and another case of white supremacy. They said he is a victim of violence, and the fatal shot to the people were the self defense. I don't know if I were in his seat, would they say the same thing for me? Even I don't think I have a chance to be there as a person of color, I would be dead that night. Whenever I heard this kind of news from media, my brain is stopped and my body, whole body seems to resist to move and work. I was in misery. Misery of white supremacy. Misery of injustice. Misery of helplessness and hopelessness. I was in anger and outrage that I didn't know how to release or solve. Then these were overlooked. Hannah's tears. And our tears for the victims of racism and injustice. Hannah's bitterness. And our anger toward injustice. Hannah's prayer. And our prayers for the future. Where is no racism and no violence. As I said in the beginning, even pastors struggle with their masses to live at it then I had to bring my prayer, tears, and bitterness before God in the hope of God's grace. Because that was the only thing that I could do at the moment. And this is a small piece of offering that I can offer in the hope of God's grace. That will transform our future where justice will down like waters and righteousness like an all ever flowing stream. Loving Urban Village, Edgewater and all in community members, there is a time when we are in misery. So we don't have nothing to offer to God but tears. Then we need to remember Hannah's offering, prayer, tears, and her honest emotion. When we bring our whole self to God boldly, including our heart and and bitterness in hope of God's grace. God will respond to our prayer and transform our future that will be beyond our expectation and imagination. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are thankful for having an opportunity to confirm your grace this morning. Like Hannah, we feel like our life is a misery and the full of pain and hopelessness, especially when we face a thick and high wall of injustice. Sometimes we have nothing to offer to you but tears. This morning, we bring our whole self to you, even our tears and bitterness through this prayer. Please receive them and answer to our prayer through your grace. Give us a new and fresh strength to move toward the new future that is full of justice and righteousness. And help us remind of your love and grace whenever we are overwhelmed by this word. When we walk through the difficult times, help us sustain and form in the solid foundation. God does remember us. God does remember us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.